listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John. I'm sitting here with Tiny. Back to your regularly scheduled show. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I do notice you're drinking a Mick Cafe. I am. I assume you went to McDonald's for that. You know, I would like to point out that this isn't a Mick Cafe. Okay. This is just their regular coffee. The reason it is their regular coffee is because when I told the man I wanted a Mick Cafe, he responded, I don't know what a Mick Cafe is. <laughs> and I said, Are you serious? Because it's on your sign. I'm looking at it right now. He said, Sorry, sir. So I had to get a regular coffee. Thanks for bringing that up, John. I was well, trying to I, ignore uh, that. First of all, <laughs> I saw this. Would never have happened at Chick-fil-A. I want everybody to know that. Which Thomas <laughs> Thomas got hired by Chick-fil-A, by the way. Starts, I think, next week. They're waiting for his uniforms to come in. Okay. But I thought Mick Cafe, Mick Cafe, Mick Cafe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was the heading under which all of their coffee products fell under. I didn't think it was a specific menu item. Well, if that's the case, then how come he knows what a coffee is, but he don't know what a... Cafe. I, I'm about to Google. You know what? While we're on the subject, <laughs> I wanted to go to the gas station. Okay. I said, hey, ter- you know, we had to be somewhere. We're, a little, we're 10 minutes early. My idea was, hey, let's go to the gas station, and I'll get one of those gas station cappuccinos. And Tara said, no, let's go to McDonald's because it'll be cheaper for some reason. <laughs> sure. I don't know. And so that's why I'm drinking... That's why I'm drinking a nearly black regular coffee. See, I think this is of- on. See, I, and this is the most <laughs> of the problem with people who have issues with the drive-through is they screw up and they blame it on several, everybody else. I don't think you could just order a Mick Cafe. I think it has to be a Mick Cafe Espresso or a Mick Cafe right. Latte. There's no standard just Mick Cafe. Well, it would have been helpful. So this is on you. <laughs> it would have been helpful if Mr. McDonald's guy back there would have said, well, which one do you want? Not, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Sorry, you're the 800th <laughs> idiot he's dealt with today, and he's at the end of his rope. Okay. Yeah. I, well, ho- I hope he is at the end of his rope because I'm nearing the end of mine. <laughs> <laughs> the props to Tara for suggesting McDonald's, you know. That's a that's a Proverbs thirty one woman right there. Yeah. Okay. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know what else I have to say after that. Oh, uh, I'm still I'm not divorced after the shower curtain. Congratulations! Incident. I got home and I walked in the bedroom. Deidre was already laying in bed playing on her phone, and I was like, "Hey, uh, sorry, I lost my cool about mm-hmm. the shower curtain." And she's like. Oh, yeah, no big deal. And that's the only conversation we ever had about it. All right. There we go. I just threatened (laughs) to leave my family. And she's like, yeah, no big deal. (laughs) Oh, that's the kind of, that's a Proverbs 31 woman right there. (laughs) Little Tammy Wynette, stand by your man. Yeah. That's my girl. Congratulations. So, odd news is really why we're here, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about some stories I got, Tiny. Hold on, I got to exit out of this McCafe Google I did. <laughs> We're going to talk about hot dogs. Okay. I'm going to talk about hot dogs. Nice. I'm going to talk. My favorite vegetable. Yeah. Talk about a woman who got in a little trouble on an airplane and a uh, another woman who is suffering from climate change. <laughs> okay. Aren't we all? Go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> 
I have a story about a dancing Florida man. I have a story about a doctor in Kyongjar. Okay. If you know where that is, props to you, credit to you. No, it's down the street. (laughs) But I wanted to start with this one, John. Check this out. Uh, You're always talking about private jets. Sure. That's my exclusive (laughs) mode of travel. (laughs) Yes. Have you ever thought about getting your license? No, no. I I know my limitations. Okay. Yeah. You don't want me behind the wheel of an airplane. Well, I'm glad to hear you know your limitations because apparently this man does not. Okay. Seven plane crashes in seven days for this pilot ends up at the bottom of Lake Michigan. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Is he dead before (laughs) I start laughing? He's alive. (laughs) His plane is at the bottom of Lake Michigan now. I started laughing before it it even (laughs) popped in my head that he could be dead at the bottom of Lake Michigan, too. So, Well, I mean, it would have still been funny because, you know, maybe after that third plane crash, you're like, this isn't for me. Like, you get two. You know, one, you screwed up. Second, somebody else screwed up. And then third, that's when we got to call quit. Strike three. Yeah, strike three. (laughs) If you survive one plane crash in your lifetime, you are considered pretty lucky. But when you survive seven in one week, (laughs) this author says, I'm not traveling with you. Licensed pilot Dennis Collier was the proud new owner of an amphibious airplane called a Sea-Wing 3000. Okay. I'm sure you're familiar with those. Yeah, that's what we use when we go to Alaska. Right. Yeah. He went to California to check out this beautiful aircraft that had not been flown in years. In fact, the aircraft only had a total of 20 hours flight time on it. That's brand new. Low miles. Yeah, right. right. That's brand new. (laughs) It says here, this is like a a music station that did this article. It says, RecordEagle.com did an amazing job of breaking down each of the seven plane crashes that took place within this new plane. Uh over a span of four days in four states. Okay. Okay, record eagle. <laughs> Crash number one. The first of the seven crashes happened while attempting to land after a test flight in California. I assume this is before he bought it. All right. <laughs> the landing gear was still up, and I guess it got stuck up. So the plane got banged up, and no, but nobody was injured. So they were able to land with the landing gear. Sure. Stuck. Okay. <laughs> I mean, That's- you think he's going to knock a few foul? Yeah, that's what that you do price. with that right there, right? Yeah. You know, look, Al, I'm going to need a couple yes. a couple grand off. St- good news is I'm still interested yeah. in the plane, but right. you're going to have to come off that Yeah, I'm going to have to pay to get this fixed and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Crash number two, the engine stalled, causing the plane to come down hard beside a runway in New Mexico, taking out a sign and runway lights. But again, no injuries. Goodness gracious. So, so engine stall. Engine stall. And now he's like, well, I guess I'm going to get, let's get this fixed or whatever. In for a penny, in for pounds. <laughs> I need a new radiator hose, get that yeah. replaced. All right, I'm getting back in there. Okay, crash number three. We know for sure that this crash also took place at the same airport in New Mexico. However, it's unclear exactly what happened. So that's a mysterious crash. We don't know. We don't know what did that one. That's a backed into something. (laughs) It may have been the the ghost of the previous pilot or something. Okay, crash number four. After leaving New Mexico and being in the air for a couple hours, more problems arose. The left wing hinge tab was stuck and the plane was stuck pitching up. It took all of the pilot's strength to control the aircraft and four attempts to land. The landing was finally done in Nebraska and was a very rough one. Huh. So the the I guess the the pilot he had to wrestle the the steering wheel to keep it from constantly flying up because the, <laughs> the left wing tabs were stuck. <laughs> 
Okay, number five, after repairs were performed on the plane, Collier performed a test flight that ended in yet another crash in Nebraska. Okay, Hmm. crash number six, the hydraulic pressure gauge was registering zero. Collier said that the fuel gauge showed an uneven supply, so he radioed the airport to ask whether there was a spotter on the ground who could look up as he passed and let him know if the landing gear was still down, but there was no response. I guess there was a problem with the radio, too. (laughs) (laughs) The nose hit during a landing, and the plane skidded down the runway in Manson Q, Michigan. I'm assuming that's how you say I'm sure that's how you say that. Sure. Our Michigan listeners are probably screaming <laughs> at the air right now. because we have how no good idea. I yeah, did. Right. <laughs> They're probably <laughs> congratulating you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then crash number seven. The week-long nightmare ended on the 4th of July in Lake Michigan. Since this Sea-Wing 3000 had so many recent issues with the landing gear deploying, the pilot promised the FFA that he would keep the landing gear down for his 25-minute flight. He's just going to fly. With yeah, the gear down. No because, worries. Because it's not working yeah. like it's supposed to. Having some trouble with it. He I'll can't just leave trust it, down. it, so right. I'm just going to leave the wheels down. Okay. He did not know that when he made that promise that he would be doing an emergency water landing due to the wing flaps not responding. <laughs> the landing gear caused the plane to go down vertically into the water nose first. Wow. Somehow, he remained uninjured once again. However, the plane that should be able to float is now at the bottom of Lake Michigan. <laughs> Do you like immediately swim to the shore, pick up your cell phone and call a guy you bought it from and go, look, <laughs> I want to need my money back. Okay. I'll do you one better. I think this man needs to swim to shore and immediately go buy a lottery ticket. Sure. <laughs> because this is the luckiest no, man I agree. in the world. I agree. You, you like to say, yeah, we, I think we told the main joke at the beginning, like after a couple, you just got to call it off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, uh, man. He's probably stuck. He like flew out there, rented a car or whatever, planning to fly the plane mm-hmm. back. Going to be a lot of fun. And that's like his only way to get back, I guess. I don't know. They say any landing that you can walk away from is a good one. That's true. But in this case, I'm not so sure. <laughs> well, that's tough for him. Well, maybe we need to see if this lady will ride on his next flight. Okay. A woman punches her son and steals passengers' cookies on a flight from Texas, FAA says, which this is from Kentucky.com, uh, <laughs> which Kentucky came in hot last week, I think, on the patron show. <laughs> they did. Yeah, so is Kentucky the new Florida? Is I just want to get on that take right. early, right? Uh, the FAA is recommending a hefty fine to a Horizon Air passenger for an unruly incident on a flight from Austin to San Francisco, officials said in a new release. A passenger who refused to fasten her seatbelt on the May 18th flight. Now, this is a recent article. This is from November 10th. I guess it's just now getting out. Hmm. Punched and screamed at her husband and son, diverting flight attendants from their duties, the news release said. She threw trash at a flight attendant and snatched cookies from a nearby passenger. That's funny. I don't remember me and Tara flying anywhere (laughs) earlier in November. (laughs) Well, I think uh, this is from May. If it had been from from like this weekend, I'd be like, I kind of get it. Texas got, they lost to Kansas, you know? (laughs) Like, I understand her being a little frustrated (laughs) trying to get home and all that. Uh, a fine of $32,000 was proposed for the woman who was not named. Wow. 32000 yeah. 
Yes. Not 3,200. No, 32,000. Pretty hefty. That's, I ooh. mean, pretty hefty. And uh, they this news, McClatchy News, reached out to Rise and Air from comment, but haven't heard back. The FAA recently reported that while incidents with unruly passengers on commercial flights have dropped since the zero tolerance campaign, I didn't know they had that. Hmm. General zero tolerance, lazy leadership. I know. I feel like zero tolerance. Another word for that is uh, please don't zero, sue us or or zero thought. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, no. zero discernment is, we what, don't is what it really is. We don't want to examine things on a case by case basis. Yes. So we're making a blanket policy, and this mm-hmm. is what we're doing. Yeah, and sometimes you just have to do that. It's a shame, uh, though. It is right. Our work is having an impact on the. Uh, and the trend is moving in the right direction, said somebody from the FFA. Nobody cares what the FFA's got to say. <laughs> More than 100 reports of passenger disturbances that involve physical assault have been filed since January 1st. Man, 100 hmm. in a year. Wow. I mean, not, I mean, it, it's better than living in Birmingham, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, that's still kind of impressive. Yeah. So, anyways, this lady's in big trouble slapping her husband and kid around and stealing cookies for somebody else because <laughs> she wouldn't put her seatbelt on. When I fly, I put my seatbelt on and I don't take it off until we land. Mm-hmm. I'm just really, yeah. I mean, I know, like, if we're however high, I don't know how high planes fly, ten thousand feet, something like that, fifteen thousand. <laughs> I have no idea. I know if we're if we're crashing at that point, the seatbelt's not going to help me, but it makes me feel better. How high is the ISS? I have no idea. Let's it's see. out there. I mean, I think it's lower than you would think. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you could see it. Uh, ISS elevation, mm, two hundred and twenty miles. Okay, so there you go, man. How many feet's in a mile? Like fifty six hundred. I I can't Google that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, I I have no problem wearing my seatbelt on a plane. I know it's not going to help me if we crash, but it just makes me feel like it's like my little security blanket. Well, that doesn't help. <laughs> I put in feet to to miles, and I got one foot is equal to point zero 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 two miles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good to know. Fifty two eighty is how many feet okay. are in a mile. And you said it was 220. Mm-hmm. That's going to be 1,161,000. Wow. Yeah. Not that high. Not as high as you would think. No. No, I mean, 200-something miles. That's like from here to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's how far away it is. I wonder how fast rockets go because... Well, they go real fast. <laughs> I mean, I mean, most saying, of them do. <laughs> because when, you, when you're watching a launch, it seems like it's no time and it's up there. Yeah, right. So, man. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Well, any astronauts listening? We know y'all love the show. (laughs) Write in and tell us what it's like. Elon could tell us, you know? (laughs) Yes. Like he knows all that stuff. Well, I'm going to bring it back to Dancing Man. Uh, This comes from Fox News, fair and balanced. Dancing Florida man nabbed in jewel heist, but his partner is at large. Okay. It says here that an 86 year old man in uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida, had hired the men apparently, to, to rob the place. Okay. Police have a have in custody a man who two-stepped his way to celebration after allegedly stealing jewelry from an 86-year-old man 
in uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. The man identified as Sean Gazzo, along with another man, Carl M. Jackson, had been hired by the senior citizen to help move heavy furniture. So he did okay. Uh, he hired him to help him move. And then they, I was thinking he was like an over the hill jewel thief, and he probably <laughs> saw the store. And was like, like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, I need to find me a couple of guys, <laughs> yeah. and we'll knock this over, uh-huh. and I'll get a cut. Says that after the man, after the men were done with the moving job, the victim discovered that about ten thousand dollars of jewelry was missing. Hmm. Imagine having $10,000 worth of, you probably have that much. <laughs> well, no, I don't. <laughs> not quite. I'm, I'm Not that I'm going to say out loud, Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> the two men took the stolen jewelry to a pawn shop in Martin County. The surveillance camera caught Gazzo dancing as he was leaving the shop. But the 31-year-old, uh, the 31-year-old was captured while his alleged accomplice is still at large. I'm sure they'll get him at some point. But, uh. That's <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. You get you get that jewelry, yeah, and then you get paid. Yeah. Speaking of jewelry, I'm I'm uh, I've I've got it in my brain that I might want to get a pinky ring. You know, like, <laughs> yes. like nobody really wears a pinky ring anymore. My dad did. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got his pinky ring. I say like like. Only great men wear pinky rings, right? <laughs> right. Like, like Pope. Yeah, like my dad. Pope and your dad, <laughs> Joe Pesci, you know? Yes. I mean, great people. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm feeling like I could pull it off. I don't know. We should get some, like, with Earth Oddities logo. On oh, not a bad idea. <laughs> like, jewel-encrusted Earth Oddity. <laughs> yes, I like it. And I would really like, I think it would be... Uh, what's the right word? Apropos for this podcast, if we were to get them at like one of those kiosks in the mall, <laughs> yeah. so in like a year's time, like the bottom of them's all <laughs> the finish is all rubbed off of it and everything. Right. Yeah, I think that would be perfect for us. Any jewel? Any jewelers listen to this? Sure. We need we need some custom jewelry designed <laughs> yes, for this do. show. Yes, we do. Are pinky ring? Well, I guess they're not just an exclusively American thing. People have probably been wearing pinky rings all like the Pope's got one, I guess. So <laughs> maybe in the Patreon show we could research pinky rings, like okay. how they started. Yeah, for what's real. the deal with the 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 specific pinky ring? Right. And like, is there a different like? Do I wear it in my off hand? Do I wear it on my dominant hand that I'm going to smack you around with? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I need to know pinky ring etiquette. If you wear it on your right hand, I think it means you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know uh, Bill Lowe, great American, right? <laughs> right? He used to have an earring. Oh, did he? Yeah, he okay. was telling us that in class one night. It blew my brain. <laughs> cool. I was like, all right, Bill. <laughs> a rock and roll man. You can see him like in the 80s with a bullet and an earring in. <laughs> yes. You know, I get driving an IROC or something. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Nice. You? Well, let's talk about... America, and specifically the children of America, because the children are our future. The youth of America. Yeah, right. They're going to be the leaders Mm -hmm. of tomorrow. P.O.D. made a great song about them. Oh, yeah. I forgot about P.O.D. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 40% of American children think hot dogs are vegetables. Oh, that... (laughs) The the tagline they're not wrong, are they? <laughs> the tagline on this is we're doomed. <laughs> I mean In the in these kids' defense, what are hot dogs made out of? Well, Do we know? Everyone always likes to tell you like all oh, they're made out of like the buttholes of, of everything, you know, and all the byproducts. <laughs> right. 
People love to tell you that right when you're about to eat a hot dog. Mm -hmm. And those people are the worst. It doesn't phase me. Not at all. I'll eat it anyways. (laughs) Like, you know, you're not affecting me at all. Uh But it's like the mere fact that they're like, hey, I see you're about to enjoy something. Let me attempt to ruin it for you. Mm -hmm. Those are the worst people in. Well, maybe not the worst people in in humanity. but But they're terrible. Yeah, they're in the bottom five, I would think. Yeah. Like, I, I can't let someone else enjoy something. Like that one dude, Adam, I don't even know his last name. He has the show where he ruins oh, yeah. everything. Adam ruins everything. His last <laughs> name is Ruins Everything, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I what is it that. about the beef byproducts that cause the hot dog to plump when I, you cook them? I don't know. It's delicious. <laughs> it's great. It? I mean, hot dogs are, they're A1. I love they them. They really are. Yeah, I love them. I love them. Although... Um, I've been told to watch this documentary and it'll make me want to be a vegetarian. And I'm kind of intrigued because there's <laughs> kind of like, I need a challenge for myself right. and I'm getting fat. So and you want to come be... back and tell that person, Hey, I watched that documentary. Didn't affect me at all. <laughs> I ate a steak <laughs> while I watched it. No, no, no. I'm thinking I might give it a go. I might give vegetarianism a go just to challenge myself. Okay. To see if I could do it. I feel like I could, I should step down to like uh, pescatarianism where you eat fish and then eliminate all that. Hmm. I don't know about vegan because that would take away my pimento cheese, you know? And I, that's too near and dear. Well, now, okay, veganism. I know that's a step above vegetarianism, but what is what is that? Basically, you don't eat anything with animal products in it. Okay, so no or, cheese, yeah, or no eggs cheese, or anything right, like yeah. that. Which I mean, what I mean, I guess you couldn't, you couldn't be a vegetarian and still eat eggs, could you? I don't reckon so. I suppose. Although, you could, I mean, like, I mean, an egg is an egg. It's not. I don't. <laughs> that'll take us. We could go into a whole say, yeah. deeper debate here. I don't want to go. Tell there. me more, Mister Pro Choice John. <laughs> I'm pro choice on eggs. <laughs> I'll eat an omelet. I'll eat them scrambled, fried hard. I'll do anything. It's fine. John, chicken life begins at conception. Okay. It does, but not all all eggs are fertilized. In fact, I think the majority of them are unfertilized. That's true. So, So, I mean, there you go. There you go. I guess, you know what? That's a good point. (laughs) It is. Close my mouth. You can have eggs and still be a vegetarian. (laughs) I guess. That makes perfect sense. It doesn't at all. (laughs) It does. They're not fertilized. Well, uh, but uh, I mean, it's just a clump of sales, Tiny. You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know it's why we're talking a, about just it. Just a clump of delicious sales. Super tasty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a buddy who uh, he went to the Philippines. Okay. He, I think he found him some girlfriend over there. Okay. Things didn't work out. But, Imagine that. <laughs> but. When he was over there, and I can't say the name of it because it was some crazy word that I've never heard before, but they have a delicate, they, they would eat eggs that were partially chickens. Oh. <laughs> like, like imagine eating a boiled egg, like a boiled egg, but when you crack it open. It's got a little, it's little got, baby it's got like chick- a little baby chicken in it, and you eat the baby chicken. Oh, wow. Huh. I don't know that I could do that. Well, he tried it. There's a chicken wing shortage right now. Is there? Yeah. Have you not heard? Mm-mm. There's a chicken wing shortage, but there's not a chicken thigh shortage or a chicken <laughs> breast shortage. What are we like? Something's not adding up here. <laughs> are all those wings going into hot dogs? I don't chicken know. franks? I don't know. We do need to get back to this story. I don't like chicken beef franks or nothing for me. Uh, just real quick, though. I mean, we need to get back to the story, but what's, what is there not a shortage of right now? <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything is yes. short right now. Weird how shutting down the entire world 
is still coming back to bite us in the butt. Yeah. This is a pandemic, though. You can't argue with the pandemic, people. We've talked about that. We have to listen to science. There's no winning in arguing with pandemic people. Mm -hmm. You just got to let it go. Many children in the U.S. appear to be extremely hazy on the details about where the food they eat on a daily basis actually comes from, especially when it comes to meat. In a shocking new research spotted by Sapien Journal, Scientists found that children are surprisingly surprisingly terrible at identifying where certain kinds of meat come from. Alarmingly, nearly 40% of children interviewed for the research believe that hot dogs come from plants, which they do just with extra steps. Right. You know? I, I've, I've watched Big Top Pee Wee before. <laughs> Remember he had that hot dog tree? Yes. <laughs> And more than 46% thought that French fries were a type of animal. A shocking 41% were unable to correctly pinpoint that bacon comes from an animal. The root of the issue may be what is often referred to as the quote-unquote meat paradox. Great name for a band. (laughs) The fact that children are aware... Producing meat products entails animal suffering while still endorsing the empathetic treatment of animals. Hmm. That's the meat paradox. Kids love animals, and they've refused to recognize that meat comes from animals. So they, hmm. I guess, trick themselves. Gotcha. That may, it, hold on, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, is it that, or is this just Gen Z getting together and having a laugh? You know, Could be. I don't know. It didn't really say that uh, ages yet. So this may be the result of parents being hesitant to teach their children where meat products come from, which is a worrying trend given that children's taste and propensity to eat meat could eventually have significant impacts on climate change. Hmm. We never mince words about where meat I haven't came, either. You know, yeah. I'd be like, hey, hamburgers come from cows, mm-hmm. you know, from day one. And they're great. You know, <laughs> they're really yeah. good. Because look, I mean, I ask my kids, do you want to be the predator or do you want to be the prey? <laughs> it's really that simple. Uh, I mean, no no one is, is trying to meat shame the tigers into only eating vegetables, right? No, you're right. So why should they shame me? I don't know, Tiny. That's a good point. <laughs> meat shaming. <laughs> Means different things depending on where you are in, yeah. in, on the internet. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> it's also a great name for a band. It really is. <laughs> or an adult movie. <laughs> uh, so the researchers interviewed 176 children from the U.S. between ages of four and seven, living in a metropolitan area in the southeast. So that's got to be Nashville or Atlanta, maybe, unless they went to Florida. Right. So, yeah, that's probably where they're from. I would like to know what kids in California think hot dogs are made of. Like, why we got to pick on the Southeast? Yeah, because that's the easiest. <laughs> we should... We're just used to getting picked on, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, here we go again. <laughs> uh, given the limited sample size and specific geographical area, the researchers warned that their results may not be generalizable to other age groups or children growing up in other cultures or regions of the United States. I.e., our kids are smarter than those kids. Yeah, that's what they're right. saying. Basically, there. Yeah. or probably if you grew up in the Midwest on a farm, mm-hmm. you understand that 
you eat animals and where meat comes from and all that. Well, you would think kids around here would at least know where chicken nuggets come from, well, all the chicken a, houses I see. It's a metropolitan area, though. That's <laughs> a key in this, you know? Huh. So it, it, they just go to the grocery store yeah. and go home, and they don't probably give any thought to it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and none of the kids in this survey were probably part of the FFA like no. I was. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, uh, Napoleon Dynamite kind of makes fun of FFA. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, FFA was fun. It was. You know? It like, got me out of class. Yeah. Like, why are people hating on FFA? That's a good organization. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You got, I never made it to the level of getting one of those cool jackets. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have an FFA jacket? <laughs> well, I don't know if I would describe those jackets as cool. No, no, no. They're cool. <laughs> they're 100% cool. I'm talking about the blue. I think they were corduroy but no, when I, I was ne- in but school. But no, I never got one. With I never the big, got one. Gimlin on on the back. Uh-huh. Those are awesome jackets. <laughs> Those are awesome jackets. We should get some now. <laughs> like, do you have to? What do you get? have to be a teenage teenager to get one? We're wearing FFA <laughs> jackets and pinky rings. <laughs> that would be kind of cool, though. That would be awesome. What? <laughs> I'm sure we could get one. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's got to be an FFA website or something, right? But I was only in it for like a, a couple of semesters before I was like. I got to take real classes. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't go spend two periods at the ABC. I moved from the FFA to the FBLA. Okay. When Future I joined Business Leaders of America. When I joined Mr. Waldrop's class. Yes. Mr. Waldrop, all time great dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's he doing now? You know what everybody called him? Were they still called him that when you were in they school? They called him Drop when I was. Oh, they didn't call him school. Buddy. No. Buddy what? They called him Buddy One Nut. I don't know if it was true, yeah. but the rumor was that he had a testicle that was removed accidentally during a water skiing accident. You know what? I heard that. I heard that rumor. I don't know if it's true, but I heard that too. So behind his back, so, everybody called him Buddy One Nut. And we all called him just drop. Okay. So. He's a cool dude, though. He ran for uh, what is county superintendent or yeah. something, didn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't think he won. he won, but okay. I just remember he he ran and he was he was making sure everyone in his class that was eighteen years old was <laughs> <to> registered <laughs> to vote. <laughs> Not a bad idea, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, I'm going to move on to my last story, and uh, I'm just going to let y'all know ahead of time that this has a bunch of hard words in it. I'm going to do my best. I'm excited. <laughs> You're going to kill it. You're going to do great. I know you will. This comes from the Arissa Post. And the headline here is Dr. Stitch's woman's anus instead of her birth canal in Kong Jar. Okay. So (laughs) I remember we were talking last week. I don't know if it was in the Patreon show, but about how college is a scam. Yes, uh, it is. (laughs) Except in the case of surgeons, college (laughs) is a scam. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Anyway. You may have heard of several kinds of wrong or faulty surgeries, but the one performed in uh, Kongjar DHH will perhaps top them all. The doctors at the district headquarters hospital stitched the anus of a woman instead of the birth canal. <laughs> Family members <What>? of... <laughs> <laughs> you gonna make it? <laughs> well, I'm saying He should have at least had the textbook like on a little podium <laughs> while he was performing the operation. I'm no surgeon. (laughs) And I've made the same mistake before. Did you find it was dark? You know? I bet you found out real quick. 
Yeah, but it was dark. You know, he, he has lights. <laughs> anyway, family members of Samita Munda, uh, only 18 years old. Uh, okay, young wa- mother. Wife of Chingdu Munda. I wouldn't want my name in the paper if this happened to me. <laughs> Some tells me they didn't ask. Uh, they are from Kashpita Sahai. Under Badapeta Pachanyat in in Patna block of Kongjar district. Sure. <laughs> Nailed all that. You, you know exactly great. where I'm talking about now. <laughs> you did great. This is why I listened to Google Translate. <laughs> they had admitted her to Patna CHC following her labor pain Tuesday. She was shifted to Kongjar DHH Wednesday. She gave birth to a baby girl Wednesday. Since it was a normal delivery, she was discharged 48 hours after the delivery. Unaware of another complication waiting for them, they returned home. Uh, reaching home, Sumita experienced pain and defecation. Okay. <laughs> Finding. Oh, it's like, oh, like shoved it through a colander, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're like that little, uh, like when you get your kids, like the Play Doh set that yeah. makes spaghetti noodles. <laughs> Anyway, uh, she found a discharge of uh, feces in her urine. God, that's not that's not good. That's never good. Chingdu, with the help of an Asha activist, rushed his wife back to Patna CHC. Uh, there, they came to know that her anus had been stitched together instead of her birth canal. Whoops. That's on me. I'm sorry, guys. They were then shifted back to DHH, and the activist, Ashalata, informed the woman what had happened, and she was admitted to surgery. (laughs) I mean, probably that same surgeon. They probably said, hey, look, you're going to have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's on you, buddy. Dang. So this is just, I mean, man, I hate it. That's tough. It's just one more thing that women have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's not an easy road. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's tough. You know what we need, John? We need more women surgeons. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, that's what we need. Yeah, no, that's fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yes. I'm totally okay with that. That's tough, man. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd let them put my name in the paper. <laughs> Well, let's talk about another medical emergency. A Canadian woman is diagnosed as suffering from climate change. Okay. Now, I'm just going to point out, we didn't have a voicemail from Jacqueline on the last show, so this could be her. (laughs) Doctors say that heat waves and poor air, air quality are responsible for her breathing problems and claim that climate change was to blame. The diagnosis has led to other doctors launching an initiative called Doctors and Nurses for Planetary Health. Okay, so this sounds like, hey, we just need a reason to start an organization and get some some money. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me, right? The Independent Reports, Dr. Kyle Merritt, responsible for the diagnosis of the senior citizens from from Nelson in British Columbia, uh, she suffered from asthma, said that this was the first time in a decade that he wrote climate change as a cause of suffering. Uh, if we're not looking at the underlying cause and we're just treating the symptoms, we're just going to keep falling further and further behind, the emergency room doctor told the Glacier Media. 
It's me trying to just process what I'm seeing, he adds. In June, Canada suffered from a historic heat wave followed by thick smog season by a bunch of wildfires. British Columbia, the westernmost province of Canada, saw record-breaking temperatures in June, which experts believe led to the death of over 500 people. Wow. Hmm. Wow, that's a lot. That's like a pandemic. (laughs) The wildfires then caused the air quality to become 43 times worse than levels acceptable as safe through July and August. Now, I don't want to be labeled a climate denier, but does 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 the climate change start wildfires? Well, that's about that was a point I was going to say. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't I don't know. I, I guess the reasoning would be it's drier than it's, it's supposed drier. to be. We haven't had the right. same hmm. weather cycles and everything. Now, I, I do want to point out that I read last night that NASA had released that the Earth had raised its temperature in the last a hundred and something years one degree. So mm-hmm. we are, we're heating it up, baby. Right. One degree's a big deal, though. It is a big deal. That's now, that's in the last, how, how long? It was a long time. It was like a hundred and something years. years. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about my grandkids. If or I ever have great, great grandkids. Yeah, future, yeah. future humans will have to fix this, but I'm glad to know that I'm going to be okay. <laughs> yes. So it says, uh, it goes on, this doctor says she has diabetes. She has some heart failure. She lives in a trailer with no air conditioning, he said. All of her health problems have been worsened, and she's really struggling to stay hydrated. I mean, Doc, can you not just buy her a window <laughs> unit? You know? yes. I mean, look. <laughs> no, his prescription is to go to Capitol Hill and We're lobby start for lower greenhouse emissions. That's what's going to fix this lady's trailer. That's going to spend a couple hundred dollars on a window unit yeah. for. You know? Not not saying that other stuff isn't important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but for this lady, yes. I think we can be get maybe a little bit more practical. Get her a window unit. That's the difference between like Alabama and 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 Canada is that every trailer in Alabama has air conditioning. Right. You know, and like sometimes you, two window yeah, units. Absolutely. <laughs> I have one in the master bath bedroom and in the living room. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And the living room will cover the kitchen too, because mm-hmm. they're usually joined. You couldn't survive at all down here without one. Sorry, I get it. it's a heat wave. You don't have one. It definitely makes it worse. So anyways, we're deep. Here's he's talking again. We are deeply concerned about the climate crisis and its impact on health. Uh, this summer, our patients experienced extreme weather events of heat, of a heat dome, drought, and severe wildfires. So I'm also curious, does, does the article say what a heat wave in Canada is like? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just because I know if we get one inch of snow and it shuts down the roads, everyone sure. likes to, yeah, like they do, loves to make fun of the southeast. They do. Look at those idiots. Their right. kids think hot dogs are vegetables. They and, can't even deal with any snow. And honestly, Tiny, <laughs> I would love to dab on these people for 500 folks dying in a heat wave, <laughs> yes. you know, because that's what they would do to us. <laughs> right. If, I mean, everybody who gets any normal amount of snow would be like, these idiots don't know how to drive. No wonder they're dying. It's only an inch of snow and all yeah. that. And I'll Meanwhile, be like, it's only 99 <laughs> degrees, you guys. A bunch of weaklings. They're having, they're having record highs of 89 degrees. <laughs> right. And 500 people are dead and they can't stay hydrated. Right. Yeah. No, like, uh, we're here in the middle of November. And uh, it was like mid-60s yeah. a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, this is a great time to be in Alabama. Right. 
but yeah, I, I I always want to dab on it when a heat wave comes <laughs> to like New York City and people are dying. But <laughs> yeah. then you're like, that's poor taste. I can't do that. But I would like to. I, I say do it anyway. That's, that's what they do to us. <laughs> they, I mean, they kill us. We don't know how to drive. Like, yeah, no, we don't know how to drive. We live in a tropical climate down here. Sorry. We, we don't have snow trucks that get out every time the flurries are right. falling. Our tire, we don't have snow tires, you know. We're yeah. set up for rain. I've never and even heat. seen a snow tire. Yeah, that's really, yeah, I don't even know. And I work in a tire factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent point. But <laughs> right, what's the difference in a snow tire and a regular tire? I mean, I, I mean, I guess a tread would be the easy answer. I saw a little uh, little video in the break room at work one time. Okay. Where they were advertising a new a new snow tire they had, and they've got like a bunch of not quite microscopic, but super, super, super small tread lugs, so that as the truck drives, it like shifts. Okay. It's like it's like the truck driving on springs, kind of, sort of. Okay, you know? cool. If that makes sense, if, if you saw the video, it would make better sense. Yeah. Well, I have no clue. I have no <laughs> clue about tire technology. You're <laughs> right. the you're the only person. I didn't even know what radial meant until you explained that to me one time. I think on this podcast. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. The numbers on the side of the tire. It's like Greek to me. I'm people like, <laughs> what kind of tire you got? And I'm like, uh, it says Michelin on the side or whatever. Yeah. Right now, I don't know what size. Is it a 147R615? Like, Man, I don't know, dude. I got to go out here and take a picture of the side so I can remember it. <laughs> I don't know a clue about any of that. Yeah. Not very manly look for me. But that's fine. I made my wife change my tires, so... <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, John, would you like to listen to a voicemail? Absolutely. Well, we don't have it. Right? Okay. <laughs> Jacqueline, I'm sorry that you're suffering from climate change. Um, we're going to put you on the prayer list. I hope you get better and can call back in. Wanted to make absolutely sure, but no, none have come in. Well, okay. Kevin was our last voicemail. All right. But Which I referred in that, that I said St. Louis like three times after you had mentioned it. He had mentioned he was moving to Kansas City. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all the same. I did go to a Royals game in Kansas City for a dollar, though. <laughs> we do have some questions, though. Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. Uh, if you would like to ask John questions on this show, you can go to our Discord server, link in the show notes. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel, and you can ask him questions, and we'll read them on the show. Our first question comes from Timo Singh. How many seconds are in a year? Uh, let's see. There are, what, 60 seconds? In a minute. In a minute. And there's 60 minutes in, in an, an hour. hour. And there's 24 60, hours 24 in a day. times 365 would be probably like 30 million something. That's my, that's my educated guess. 60 seconds in a minute. 3,600 seconds in an hour. Mm-hmm. Times 24. That times 24. 
equals 86,400. Okay. That times 365. Better turn your phone sideways. Yeah, 31,536,000 seconds in Boom. a year. Boom. Boom. What about leap year? <laughs> Add 8,600 there. I said $30 million as a as a rough estimate, and yeah. it was what, Credit 31? to John. Credit to John. Credit to me. Yes. For knowing how to multiply the first couple of digits. of uh, Mr. Math Magician over <laughs> math, here. Math equation. <laughs> Get it. That's I learned that type of math. Like, mm-hmm. hey, just get the first couple of things right and look and see which answer matches that and on multiple choice math tests. Right. So. Uh, and that'll do it for questions this week. <laughs> it has been an exciting community news segment. Exciting community news segment. Well, John, uh, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons, John. That's right. We thank... Each and every one of you, all 26 of you, thank you so much for supporting what we do. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Mm-hmm. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, (laughs) Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and of course, Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. There we go. We all thank you so much for donating to the show. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earth oddity. We have several tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week and you get an all exclusive patrons only episode once a month. Like clockwork. (laughs) Yes. Never misses. (laughs) Never misses. Also, this is the time right now. If you're listening to this and you like our podcast and you're like, I don't know if I can, I can do this to go to your loved one and go, Hey, good Christmas gift. (laughs) You know, let me join up on the Patreon. It's like a Christmas present every single week. Yeah. And two Christmas presents when you get the exclusive show. Yeah. And if you're like me, you got everything you need in life anyway. So mm-hmm. why make someone buy something out of obligation? Yeah. Just say, hey, I'll spend this money on an Earth Oddity Patreon <laughs> subscription. Absolutely. I can't even say it right. <laughs> got to quit sniffing glue before I come over here. It's crazy. <laughs> but it, it makes your insight so much more deep, <laughs> though. <laughs> Dude's like, what are you doing with that airplane glue jar? Like getting ready for the podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm using it to get high <laughs> on model airplanes. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. That's right. And speaking of extensions, what we got coming up in the extension this week, John? Well, I have a story about <laughs> I, I don't know the right way. I don't know how to put it. Uh, a lady peed on somebody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, her and R. Kelly match made in heaven. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, I've got a story about uh, vaccines and vaccine mandates. Okay. And uh, benefits, vaccines with benefits. How about that? Okay. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you got anything else? Nope. That's it. Uh, love you. And uh, thank you for listening to our show. Join the Patreon, renew a Patreon, do whatever you need to do. Yes. 
You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you all so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, all those platforms, we're on there. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. You can check out our show art on Instagram. That's underscore earthoddity as well. I posted it a couple weeks. That's all me, guys. Sorry. You should... Check it out for old times' sake. Yeah, well, Susie, <laughs> uh, Susie, uh, we, we communicate a lot on uh, Instagram, and I just had—I've been so busy, I had thought she sent a message a couple weeks ago about how Apple is shadow banning us all together. But Tim Cook went to Auburn, and we're. Alabama fans, mm-hmm. so that may have that may play into it. it. Yeah, we also have a Discord server link in the show notes, and we have a number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? It's six six two four nine three two zero five nine six six two four nine three two zero five nine. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Friend Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome, patrons, to the Patreon extension of the show. Uh, so glad you're here. And we had a we had a short episode this week. So yeah. congratulations, credit to y'all. Yeah, that y'all get y'all get more show potentially. <laughs>